Hey Mama, I'm your host, Brooke Jefferson. I'm a wife, mama to two, and business coach for moms with businesses. I'm on a mission to help you go from the best kept secret to a reputable brand that results in a profitable business. And the best part, you don't have to sell your soul to social media to achieve it. My very first business was a photography business that I started back in 2014. And by 2018, it became my full-time career and I was able to leave the classroom. Along the way, I've built and scaled multiple six-figure businesses. I started this podcast as a way to encourage, equip, and inspire you on your entrepreneurial journey. If you're ready to find a community that supports you, implement strategies in your business that work, and uncover that confidence within you, this podcast is for you. Grab your kids some snacks and pop those earbuds in. It's time to grow and scale your business. Today's episode is with Amanda Clark. She is an incredible mom and business owner. And I'm really excited because throughout this conversation, you're going to be hearing about several different topics from Amanda's pivot from running a photography business to coaching, how she lost herself and really had to rediscover her identity as a person and not just a mom. We talk about the challenge of being a mom in business, and then she leaves you guys with some incredible advice and encouragement for this season. I'm really so excited to share this interview. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Go ahead and tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Brooke. I have been so excited for this. And I am a mom of four. I got pregnant when I was 18. And I was one of those who kind of fell victim to my circumstance. I was like, well, now I have kids. I have to take care of everybody else. And I put myself and my dreams up on the back burner and was just going through the motions of life until one day, I finally hit my breaking point and I was like, I am done living life in overwhelm. I am done putting myself on the back burner. And I just made the decision that day to do something different. And I really didn't know where to begin. I began with journaling for anybody who knows me and has followed my story at all. That is kind of where I started was just like diving in and writing the most random things, how I was feeling for the day. And that's kind of what, and this is like really the abbreviated version of like, that's kind of what really led me to where I am today, where now I am a coach for moms in business and I do breath work and I help you stop shooting on yourself. Yes. Okay. I'm excited to dive into what that means in a little bit, but a couple of things that you said that I want to kind of elaborate on. One, I always forget that you and I have the teen mom thing in common. I was 19, you were 18. I'm curious, a question as you were saying all of this that kind of popped up into my brain because I I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel this way. When I became a mom, it was almost like a prior version of myself almost died or like went away. And then this new version of myself appeared and it's like learning a new identity. And so I'm curious, before you found out you were pregnant, what were the dreams and hopes you had for your life prior to that moment? 
Yeah. I always had a dream of owning a business and I didn't know exactly what that would look like, but that was just always one of my dreams. And then I had a dream of like just being rich. And I know that sounds like so materialistic, but but the way that I was raised and the things that I saw and the way that money was talked about in my house did not serve me well. And I always just wanted something very different from that. And I just thought that money would solve a lot of the problems and make life easier. And so honestly, those were two of like my biggest goals and aspirations that I remember having even as a kid. Yeah, that's so interesting. I love that though. And I totally know what you're saying about the money. Everyone has a money story. We all came from different experiences with money and we all get to make choices on how to move forward with those beliefs. And so I think it's very interesting kind of watching how everyone evolves and the lessons that they learn and then how they manage their money. I'm a natural saver based on what I saw. I saw reckless spending and people getting themselves into debt. And so for me, I almost am like a hoarder and I don't want to spend it because I'm afraid I'll lose it. Curious, what kind of money habits did you find yourself having because of what you went through? I feel like I am very similar to you. I do not spend a ton of money. I won't say that I did not incur a lot of debt trying to get my business off the ground. Like I did all the dumb things at the beginning of my business. But as far as like money goes, I would actually say that my husband is the spender like in our relationship. And I tend to hang on to it a little bit more simply because in my world, it was like there was never enough. Yes. And so it was like, now I just need to hang on to it all. So yeah, I feel like I'm very similar to where you're at. Awesome. Kind of. But you know, I, I'm very, <laughs> yeah, right. it's totally relatable. It's totally relatable. Okay. So I want to go to your very first moment of stepping into business. What was it? What did that look like? Because I don't know about you, but the entrepreneurial journey for, you know, many of us looks like a roller coaster. And so I'm just curious, the business you started, is it still the business you have today? Tell us a little bit about that very first business. Yeah, no, we are so far from that. So <laughs> Okay. I want to go back to what you said about the identity, right? Like, so here I am like this girl that has this dream and these goals. And I was this like happy, bubbly person. And then becoming a mom, I do feel the same as you. Like she died. It was like, Mm -hmm. where did she go? And I felt super lost. And then one day, like I talked about in my intro, like when I just finally got pissed, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I want to have a business. I want to make money. I want to do something. And if we go way back, it was Pampered Chef. <laughs> like, And that was a fail real fast. Like, I didn't want to do it. I did a couple parties and it was fine. But like, I just, I didn't stick it out because I wasn't that person. Like, I still didn't have that belief in myself. And I still... It's like you're, I was still lost in trying to figure out who I was and how to make it all work. And then fast forward a little bit, we got our first digital camera. I think my little girl was like six months old at the time. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll go take a digital photography class. And I went and took one at the little like tech college there that where we lived and learned how to shoot and practiced some, I mean, we went and like photographed trees, so it wasn't really people. (laughs) And then I just decided, you know what, 
let's step in. And I bought my first actual DSLR because the one that we had was like just, you know, the little digital cameras when they first came out, nothing fancy. And I started with friends and family, still didn't know how to market myself, still was like terrified to even say that that's what I did. I felt like I was in this place of, you know, when your parents tell you like, be realistic, like when is it time to get a real job? And you hear all of that. So I almost didn't dare like say that I was a photographer because I didn't think anybody would take me seriously and think that it was a business. And then I struggled. Honestly, I struggled in that business for probably eight years, not, not getting where I wanted to get. And looking back on my journey, it was also me just not knowing where I needed to put my efforts, what I needed to do. I was completely burnt out when I hired my first business coach about eight years in, but that is when everything shifted and evolved. And I learned, oh, like there is such a thing as marketing. I don't want to sell just to like friends and family. And then like they would refer a little bit. So it was a lot of struggle. And today where I have grown to is a business with more ease, with more simplicity that feels really good and doesn't feel quite as hard. Again, it has its ups and downs. And like, Mm -hmm. of course, the days that you're like, maybe I should just like throw in the towel, go get a job. And this would be so much easier, but it feels a lot better. That, yeah, I I love that. And I, I love your journey too. And you pointed out some very key things in the beginning, which I'm like, wow, I guess we really all do feel this way. It's, confused on like what to do and where to put those efforts. Cause that's the one thing I heard you say. And then the other thing that I picked up on was just that lack of belief and confidence, because I think for our generation, a lot of us were, you know, raised to, you know, you're, you're going to graduate high school. You're going to go to college. You're going to get a real job. You're going to get a career. Maybe you'll marry someone that's rich, right? Amanda, (laughs) (laughs) you cannot, you can check that off your bucket list. Like I remember my parents like joking and saying that. And when I told my dad that I was going to go to college to be a teacher, he begged me not to, not because he knew like I couldn't do it, but he knew what I was signing myself up for, which, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, dang it, you know, listen to your parents, but also sometimes no, because I think they also want to keep you safe and keep you on a track that they think you're going to be the most successful. So I feel like when we come out of that environment where the belief of, being an entrepreneur or being a mom with a business, nobody really knows what that looks like. I mean, now, yes, but then no, you know? And so I just feel like when you come out of an environment where that belief is not fully in you, you also, you know, adopt that belief for yourself too. And then you're just questioning yourself the whole time. The other thing that you said now is, and I'm so glad you said this because can we just like be honest and real? I also want to throw on the towel. I also literally, I mean, I literally just told um, a family friend, you know, hey, if a position opens up at your place of business, let me know. Like, it's just out of fear. Do you know what I mean? Like, at what point do I stop playing business? And sometimes I feel like that. So that's why I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you said that because I guarantee you every mom listening that has a business feels this way. It's just nobody's talking about it. (laughs) It's not easy. It's not. And yeah, I did hit this point like just a month ago. I even reached out to my coach and I was like, I think I'm going to go back to school and get my MBA and just find a job. (laughs) 
because there is that piece of us that feels like, oh, it would be so much easier. But then if you think about the flip side of that, you're giving up all your time. Like when I have been, I'm not going to lie, like I have been job searching, just, I think it's like we entertain the idea thinking it'll be easier, but then it's like, ooh, but then you look at like the hourly rate and then you look at how much you're going to have to be working. And then by the end of that few hours, I'm like, I kind of want to throw up right now. And I don't think I really want a job. (laughs) I said the exact same things you did. Like I think about it and I'm like, oh man, the stress of not running my own business and just going to a job and like turning it off at five o'clock every day. That part sounds wonderful. But then I'm like, ooh, that pay's not going to work for me. Like I pay myself more than what they would pay me. And so it's just so interesting though. Like, and I think even as moms, like let's just pick up the mom identity piece for a second. We are running the show. Okay. Like shout out to all the helpful dads and husbands out there. You're cool too. Right now, this is the mom show and the amount of pressure and weight and responsibility that women carry is like mind blowing. And I mean, that's why I was in a full out breakdown last week, just like overwhelmed. You know, my husband was gone out of town for a business trip. I was here by myself trying to hold up a household, a business, children, myself, you know, it's just, it's a lot. And so, yeah, just all that to say, like the whole getting a job thing, they're just normal. You're you're not broken if you are listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad they said this, you know, and it's not that we don't love our business and we don't love what we do. Of course we do. It's just, just like you, we get burnt out and we just want to have a break and go to a nine to five and clock out. But, you know, that's just, I I highly doubt you and I would do that unless things got super bad. But all that to say, I love that that is like just a normal part of running a business. It's just a thought that crosses your mind. Okay, so I want to, I want to go back to the part where you said the pivotal moment for you was hiring a business coach. First of all, what was that like? What really prompted you to hire a business coach and and what business were you really trying to scale? Was it still the photography business? Yeah. So yeah, it was still the photography business. And I think what really like threw me into that was my husband kind of being like, are you going to make anything happen? You know? And I mean, as much as that hurts, it's also like, it's truth. It's like, am I going to make, you know, when I'm making $500 a month or something like that, which is great. But then when you realize how many sessions you're having to shoot, it was really like me sitting down and calculating out my hourly wage and realizing I could go get a job at McDonald's and make more money. I was like, oh, ouch. Like, that's a little painful. And so... I was the mom who used to tell myself, well, when I'm making money, I'll hire the coach. Well, when things get a little bit easier, because I was also had this other train of thought that was like, do you know how many boxes of diapers I could buy with that amount of money? Or do you know how many months of groceries I could buy? Why would I spend that on me? And what I should have been looking at, I shouldn't shit on myself right here, but like (laughs) what I really needed to be looking at was just how many boxes of diapers could I buy six months from now or a year from now versus what I'm giving up in the moment? Because we're not really giving anything up when we invest. And I know that now, but jumping in and especially hiring that very first coach, you're still struggling with the belief in yourself, which I was immensely. And just not knowing 
is this going to work? Because again, coaching, yes, you can get coached. Yes, somebody can give you all the steps in the world. But if you're not willing to put in the work and do it, then it's not going to do you any good. You're not going to get where you want to go. And you're going to hit the end of that coaching period and be like, well, that was a waste of money when really you learned a lot about yourself. (laughs) But so for me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to go all in and I'm a doer. So I'm a quick action taker. And so for me, I was just like, I'm going to listen to what she says. She's going to dive into my business with me and we're going to do this. And it was the best investment I've ever made. And now I, I did go through a period last year where I didn't have a coach, but that's another story for another day. But like, but I, I don't enjoy not having a coach in my business because I just feel like she kept me focused on where I was going. She knew what my goals were and my values and what I wanted and helped me stay on that path and not like veer off in the weeds with all this shiny object syndrome. Cause I did go through a shiny coach period too. <laughs> we all do made all the mistakes. <laughs> like, Which is why I'm bringing you on because that's the <laughs> power of these conversations and these interviews is, Hey, listen to my journey and learn something from it, right? If I can save you from a mistake or if I can give you a tool or a business skill or shift your mindset on something, right? Like at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Real quick, sorry to interrupt you, real quick. I wanna draw a parallel to why I think that coach, regardless of just a coach in general, right? When you find a coach that is really beneficial, because there are some some bad apples, just like there are bad apples with businesses, right? (laughs) The parallel that I heard you say and why I think it was pivotal for you was two things. You lacked a belief in yourself, right? Sure, you some days you believed in yourself, but it wasn't like every single day. And the other thing was you told us you didn't know what you were doing. You didn't know where to put your effort. So you get a business coach and she solves those two things because she gives you a space to believe in you, right? When you have someone that's cheering you on and pushing you and holding you accountable and also giving you strategy bam, of course, you're going to see results in your business. And I think that's where, you know, moms, like you said, you were caught up in the mindset of, oh, man, I can't give this up in the moment because, you know, it's just like a fear. But then you go partner with someone that, again, has a similar lifestyle or has built the business you want or has the success you want or whatever. And you align with them and you hire them and you bring them in alongside you. You literally can't fail. You can't fail unless you do nothing, just like you said. So I think that's why that was so pivotal for you. And I know you know this. I'm just showing this picture to everyone listening so that they can see it too. And and that's why I'm the exact same way. I'm high achieving. I'll do what you say. You tell me like, you know, you tell me to jump. I'm going to ask you how high and there you go. So anyway, I, I just, I love that we're so similar, but okay, continue on. We've got the business coach. You're seeing strides. You're making strides in your business. What happens? Yeah. So. Part of me feels like I was too far gone in my photography business. I had like led myself to resenting it, to hating it. And so I kind of felt like I was on my way out, but I was like, well, what next? Like, what do I do? What do I do next? And I had a friend make a comment one day because they had been getting their ranch off the ground. And so I had just been helping her with like ideas. And then I had another friend who's a seamstress and she was getting her business off the ground and I was helping her. And one of my friends, they were like, oh, why don't you coach? Like, I always leave with so many ideas and feeling really good and go implement what you're telling me. Like, why don't you just make money doing that? 
And I was like, oh, I didn't really think of that. Because even after I hired the very first business coach to get my photography business going, I stayed in it for like two and a half more years. Let's be real. I still have a few sessions every year, but... (laughs) Don't we always, once a photographer, always a photographer. (laughs) Yep. But I had two associates and that didn't work out. And then I just kind of hit that point where I was like, okay, is this like God or the universe, whatever you believe in, like kind of telling me, no, follow where your heart is kind of like screaming at you to go. Like, I think, cause I loved the coaching. It lit me up. I loved helping people get new ideas and I felt like I almost can believe in other people more than I can believe in myself sometimes and really like be their cheerleader for them. And so I started to lean into that a little bit more. And so then my coach just like helped me with that slight pivot into that. And I picked up a few clients rather quickly and have been doing that ever since. And now again, it's like another I don't want to say slight pivot because it's really not a pivot, but coaching. And then I've just incorporated like new tools to be able to offer to my clients that have really helped me get through some of those mindset blocks that I was really stuck in. And I was like, I just needed a more like somatic form of healing and to be able to like process and work that out. And now I'm able to offer a lot of that to my clients. So that's kind of like where it's shifted. And now I feel like as I'm getting like, I took 22 was just, I look back on it and I'm like, no wonder I didn't hit my goals. I didn't have a coach for almost six months simply because I had one of those bad apple coaches that was just a really, really bad experience. And I was like, you know what? I just need to take some time and space to dive into me and what I want and to heal and to just gain clarity on where I'm going. And I hit that. And I hit that like by January and I was like, photography's gone. Now I have like three (laughs) sessions booked next month and I know where I'm going. But again, I feel like now in my business, it's almost the beginning of the journey again, even though I have, I have more knowledge, I have more tools and I have more skills and a lot more clarity. I still feel like I'm sort of at that beginning phase because I kind of just let it fall by the wayside all of last year. And, you know, you can always look back on that journey and be like, oh my gosh, what if I would have just like kept going with it? Where would I be now? And so now I get to take that into, I will not quit because I don't want to hit another year from now and be like, oh my gosh, what if I would have just kept going? And so that's why I hit, I also had a breakdown last week, cried the whole way to the wrestling practice. My kids were like, are we the same person at this point? Because you're talking about 2022 and I'm like, 2022, the reason I didn't hit my goals is because of myself. But it's also because, I mean, when you look back at what was happening in my life with my sister having her nephew in the NICU and me still going through, like trying to heal myself from a lost, you know, friendship and just all the toxic people in life, Right. I feel like 2022 was absolutely a year of healing for way more than just me and you like across the board. That's the number one thing I hear. And 
Yes, it's easy for me to be like, man, I wonder what I could have done in business. But quite honestly, I kind of like the person I am because I got to have all that time to heal too. And it makes me show up in 2023 so much better, which also cannot believe that we're halfway through 2023. That is insane to me. But anywho, so yeah, I just, I love everything you're saying. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like echoing my story. (laughs) Yeah, that's my dad passed away last year. And so, I mean, it was... It was a yeah. rough, it was a rough year. Yeah. And I remember doing a, like just a, I was getting ready to hire a coach. Cause I was like, okay, I've done the healing. I mean, and again, we're never done healing completely. Right. Like there's still more to do, but I'm like, okay, I've been on this healing journey and had hit this point. And I was like, Ooh, now I need to pull a little bit more strategy back into my life and just have somebody guiding me. And I did a, like a consult call with one of the coaches. And I think I talked to you about this before because it was Matt. And yeah. he was like, tell me about 2022. <laughs> and when I was like mapping out my entire 22 journey, I was like, oh, this all makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah. A lot of sense. For yeah. sure. What made your, when you started pivoting away from photography to building a new coaching business, what do you think made it a little bit easier of a transition? And why do you think you were able to, you know, I guess, make sales quicker? I think knowing who I was and what I wanted, I feel like being able. So I think something that a lot of people don't realize is that when we step into something new, we also get to mourn the loss of the old thing, of the old identity. I think a lot of times we don't realize how much release we need to have for the old thing. And so I feel like what allowed me to really pivot was that I now understood the identity because people are always like, but you're so good. Like, why would you quit? Like, you know, and then you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't quit. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should keep doing it because I'm good at it. And then the other side of my brain was like, but you're good at coaching. (laughs) And you care about people and you love helping other moms because I don't want them to go through the same experiences I did. And so I feel like that made it a lot easier and even easier to make more sales quicker in my business was just because I had all the tools that I had gained and I was willing to release and let go of what I needed to let go of so that I could focus where I wanted my focus. If that makes so sense. good. Yes. So, so good. Okay. I want to dive into a little bit of your expertise, which is really helping, you know, moms not shit on themselves. So I'm going to spell this out for you listeners. Don't freak out. It's fine. It's S H O U L D like the should, right? When you're saying I should do something. Um, I've been on several networking calls with Amanda and every time she does this introduction, I, there's always one person in the room on the zoom call that like their jaw drops to the floor. And I'm like, <laughs> nope, that's not what she said, but okay. So tell us a little bit about what does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah. So shitting on yourself is basically, we have all these things, right? And I also go back to the way that we were raised and the things that we saw, past experiences, what media has shown us over the years. And we think that that is what motherhood needs to look like. We think that's what business needs to look like. And so we take on these beliefs of things that we should do, but we never really take the time to take a step back 
at least for me. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I don't feel like when we move out of the house, when I guess in our case, like 18, 19 years old and get married, we don't necessarily, I didn't have the time to take a step back and be like, what's not feeling good in my life right now? What don't I like? I just hit this point where I was like, this freaking sucks. I can't do this anymore. And when I looked back on that, I was doing what I thought I should. I was going to college. I got my degree. We bought the house because we should, right? Get married, have kids, buy a house, get the degree, like all of these things. And part of me was like, but then why am I not happy? Why am I overwhelmed? Why am I frustrated? Shouldn't this just be the American dream and I should be happy? And so it's just taking on everything that you see, whether it feels good or not, and you're doing it simply because you think you should. And then when you're not doing these things, the guilt creeps in because again, then, oh, we're not doing it right now. And sometimes like bless their hearts, family members, parents like to project their fears onto us when we step outside of their norm and try to do something different because they think that we're going to get hurt. We're going to die. Like we're not going to be safe, whatever that fear is for them, because they don't dare step out of the norm. So now when they see us doing it, they'd kind of like try to pull us back in. So this is like my whole idea of just shooting on yourself and really thinking about, are there areas of your life that don't feel good? And why don't they feel good? Are you doing things just because you think you should do them a certain way? Or are you doing things the way that you want to do them so that you can create a life that you love that feels really good to you? So that's like my whole shooting I love that. So, okay. How can a mom listening right now identify one of their I shoulds, right? Do you have a way that they can be like, oh, I got one. Yeah. I think just sitting down and looking at your day, how did you spend your day today? And did certain parts of it not feel good? Or did mom guilt creep in somewhere? Because I think we all experience mom guilt when, see, for me, I don't go on field trips with my kids and I will not volunteer in the classroom. And like my kids know that. And so they'll come home and like joke with me. But I used to feel really guilty about that because I'm like, well, maybe I should want to go volunteer in the classroom or maybe I should go on a field trip. Like maybe my kid's not going to think that I love them or, you know, whatever it is. So just really sitting down and thinking about how you are spending your time And just gaining an awareness around where that guilt creeps in, where there might be certain parts of your day that you're dreading. Maybe your mom's coming to visit. Think about that. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, what do I need to get in order? Or what are you telling your kids? Like, don't say this in front of grandma or, you know, things like that are just really pay attention to it. Because I think sometimes we just get hung up in the going through the motions like, but what if you stop for a second and really evaluate where you're at and what you're doing and why you're doing it? That is so powerful and so good. And honestly, a journaling prompt, if you will. I know you mentioned journaling at the very beginning of the conversation. And yes, I, that is so good. And I honestly, just sitting here thinking day to day or certain situations, I'm already identifying, oh my gosh, I do that because I feel like I have to, not because I want to. And I also, I mean, I, I used to identify myself as like a people pleaser and I have come so far since then 
I mean, like I could not even like give an opinion back in the day because I did not want to upset anyone. And now I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll ruffle feathers like in a respectful way, but like, I'm good. Like I can have an opinion and I can disagree with you. And, you know, I can also point out when you're wrong and how, you know what I mean? So it's just, that's so crazy, but that is so powerful just for all things, life, business, you know, showing up every day, you know. Okay. So one other thing that was lingering in the back of my mind was earlier you said like growing up, you thought your key to happiness was like money basically, right? Like it came down to money. What have you found out since then? (laughs) Well, it's not money. (laughs) (laughs) I have actually come to find out that like, people can be happy with money and people can be happy without money. And so what I've come to realize is it's your priorities. It's where your priorities are at. And for me, it's like, what kind of life can I live? And that's spending time with my family and my kids and finding ways, because again, on the entrepreneurial journey, right? Until you hit that place in business where you want to be and I feel like there's probably never an end goal there either. Like they just keep moving, right? (laughs) And so then we get to choose to be happy now because if we can't be happy now, we're not going to be happy when the money comes. And so that I think was my biggest lesson was money, money isn't the key to happiness. Like, yes, I would rather have money and be happy than not have money and be happy or unhappy. I don't know different struggles. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. But like money isn't the key. You are the key. Yes. And I think that that was my biggest takeaway from it was when we have the money I still get to choose to be happy and knowing you're still going to have bad days, you're still, you know, you're still going to get down on yourself every now and then. But we get to choose how we respond to life and our circumstances. And that can't be solved with money. So true. So true. Yeah. And money really is that tool because you still have to have the right state of mind. You still have to have like your values and you know what I mean? And yes, I I agree. Like you need money to live. Absolutely. It's a proven fact. I mean, that's what you need. But at the end of the day, more money doesn't solve the problems that have a deep root that you have to find out for yourself, which is exactly what you're saying and and what you have discovered about yourself, which I think is so wonderful. Okay, so give us a snapshot of business today. What does it look like? What's new? What do you have going on? Yeah, so what is new? My Mom Biz Mastery program has come back to life. (laughs) That's the one that I killed for like a year and a half and wondered what if podcast. I have one-to-one coaching clients. I have a lot of freedom with my time, which is super fun. And I've been able to help support us. And so that's kind of just like where I'm at as an overall aerial view. But, and then I've started incorporating breathwork into that as a tool for healing for those of you who are interested in that. And just really focusing on helping other moms realize that you don't have to live in the overwhelm. You don't have to live in all the frustration, snapping at your kids. And I don't even know how to describe that feeling that I used to feel, but I would just be snappy all the time because I was so overwhelmed and frustrated. I just didn't have the capacity 
to handle it all. So I just, I love helping other moms like expand your capacity to be able to handle more and to find more joy in your life along the journey that you're on. And that is so transformative, so transformative because when you, and I mean, I'll just judge off the breakdown I had last week. The stress was at an all high, right? I was not sleeping. I was anxious and nervous and frustrated because I was home by myself and like, you know what I mean? And just business and going through this pivot and being in that place, it just gave me so much empathy for people that struggle like that on a daily basis. I am so thankful that I am not boxed into that place and not living in a place like that. But now I can have empathy for others who are because I got a glimpse into one week of what that felt like. And I mean, like, I literally was telling my husband, I need a trip immediately. And we don't have any days to take it. So that had me going into another breakdown because I'm like, I can't escape this. Like, I just wanted that feeling. I've never had that feeling before of wanting to escape. Like it was a little bit morbid, a little bit scary, Um, but we're fine. Uh, But all that to say, like, being in that place in business and life as a mom and like the transformative work you're doing with them. Freedom is really is the result of what you're going to get, right? Freedom and joy and just honestly a chance to breathe for real. Because I think a lot of us float through life not really breathing well (laughs) is what I have come to find out. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I mean, even that is transformative all on its own. Do you have anything, let's say a mom is in that place where she's absolutely like just in 